eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes, and I'm glad that you are here for today's podcast. So today's subject is Bill Walton, something that a lot of White Sox fans have been discussing since it was announced that Walton was going to do color commentary with Jason Benetti. And uh, I wanted to talk about it because I wanted to give my review. If you listened to the podcast uh, last week, I talked a little bit about this and what some of my expectations were. And I have to tell you, it exceeded my expectations. Like I was all for it. I thought it would be a lot of fun. I, I thought it was tremendous fun in a really interesting way to kind of bring people to a White Sox broadcast. If, if you're a, someone who is old school, if you're someone who's a traditionalist, like I understand your concerns, but here's the way I look at it. The White Sox are an under 500 team. They are a team that no longer has playoff aspirations for the season in, in which we are watching them play. On a Friday night with a West Coast game, going up against a Cubs game where the Cubs are fighting for first place, and a Bears preseason game, which we know the Bears kind of swallow everything when it comes to sports in Chicago. What a perfect way to bring people into your broadcast. Because let's be real, real here for a second. Unless you are the most ardent, White Sox fan, you weren't staying up till midnight to watch them play the Angels. You may have caught a couple innings here or there. You may have been keeping track of what was going on on your at bad app or whatever, but you weren't going to sit down and actively listen to the broadcast. As good as Jason Benetti and Steve Stone are, and they are the truth, but you weren't doing that on your Friday night. You were going to do something else. You were going to hang out in the city. You were going to go out. Whatever it was, you were going to do that instead of watching the White Sox play on Friday night. I thought it was a lot of fun. Here's the thing that I thought was really amazing about the broadcast. 
it's weird to have the vantage point that Benetti or any play-by-play guy has that behind home plate vantage point where you get to with a loud crowd, Mike, you get to see and hear everything and you get to really kind of concentrate on nothing but what's happening in front of you. Well, what I thought was fascinating about watching Bill watch baseball was his genuine reaction to foul balls that he would react that it was like, Oh, what was that? You know, that every foul ball felt like something to him. And he felt the need to express himself vocally after a foul ball was hit. I actually think that that's the most natural thing for someone who's never looked at it that way. Like that's if, if you're in the park and you're just talking or whatever, you probably don't react to it. But it, when you're in the moment and you're hearing that loud crowd, mic like in your headphones and you're, and you're going, Oh, you know that it's startling. And I thought that he acted startled and was like, wow. And it just made me laugh. And as the game went on, that became less and less. Like he became used to it. And I thought that was super cool that 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 he was having those moments. The other thing that I thought was great is something that that I was I wasn't necessarily expecting. I wasn't expecting Bill to, for the most part, hit all of the breaks on time. I thought that he would have to be more wrangled by Jason Benetti than he was, but it also shows you that Bill is a career broadcaster too. And I'm sure that he had the director counting him down. I mean, that's usually how it works when I work over at, at NBC sports, Chicago, that there'll be a director saying, all right, guys, we're out in 10, nine, eight, seven. So that's going on in his headset while he is talking about um, whatever the, the, the beautiful imagery that they put up in between innings. Like he's telling you about Ohio or wherever, whatever it was. I thought that Bill did a good job of getting out cleanly and finishing his story or his thoughts on the picture that they put up or all that stuff uh, in a timely manner. And I, I, I it, it was fun. The other thing that I kept thinking when he brought his grandkids up there and he's having his conversation with the grandkids, I kept thinking, what must it be like to be, Bill Walton's grandchildren. And when you're five or six years old, maybe you, you're just like, wow, you know, grandpa Billy is grampy is he's a lot of fun. When you're older, though, think about like being like a teenager or maybe your early 20s and being that guy being your granddad and then going over to his house and just hearing the stories that he must have in his arsenal. It's amazing. It's a, it's really amazing. Because the stories are out of this world. His recall is out of this world. The place where his mind goes is a fascinating experiment. And I thought that he did a really good job of, of telling some stories, maybe learning a little baseball... And maybe the biggest thing was he was a complete homer. That's what a lot of people like on their local broadcast. That's what some of the data indicates is that people want a homer. And he was in the bag for the White Sox. 
And it was fun. It was a fun, interesting broadcast. They're not doing this all the time. This is not going to be a new thing where you know next year the White Sox are going to announce that Bill Walton's part of their team. This was an opportunity. Steve Stone has in his contract, he gets a few days off per, per season. And he was off. So what do you do? No disrespect to anyone who would have filled in, but do you want said X player X in there with Benetti as they're fumbling around to try and find chemistry for nine innings? Or do you want something that's a little bit off the rails? Now, the only the only other the only thing I could think of where it could be a more traditional broadcast and it would have been cool was if it would have been like Ozzy, like, hey, let's have Ozzy go out there and be Ozzy for nine innings and call the game with Benetti. But Ozzy, when he watches games, he watches it still like a manager. And I had the chance to watch games with watch White Sox game with him last week. He's still funny, but he's thinking the game. And if you want analysis, I mean, I think that's where you go. What I think the White Sox were trying to accomplish this weekend was have something that's a little bit different that may draw you into the broadcast. And that's what I think they accomplished on Friday night. We wouldn't have been tweeting about White Sox baseball on Friday night. Let's just be honest. Let's be really honest about this. We weren't going to be doing that. And yet here we were on a Friday night in the summer as people who are White Sox fans and folks who are were just curious on how it was going. We were all like, wow, like this is all right. Like this is a lot of fun. And that's not something that we would have been doing otherwise. So I applaud them for it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I thought that I think that it, they should make it something annual if it works for, for Bill. That if Stoney takes off while they're on the West Coast or whatever, you see if Bill's available, you get him a comfy chair, and you have him and Benetti do the the, the Walton Benetti thing. It, I, I thought it was great. I really did. You can hit me up with your thoughts at Lawrence W. Holmes, if you wish, on Twitter. So you're wondering, like, okay, how did all of this happen? Well, the cool thing was is that on my show on Friday, I had Jason Benetti on. And I wanted to find out, like, how did this come about? How did we get to the point where Bill Walton makes his way into a White Sox broadcast? And so what I thought was, and I'm going to let you hear from Jason in a second. What I thought was Jason went, they asked Jason, well, who would you want to fill in for Stoney on these four games? And Jason kind of was like, eh, how about Bill Walton? Ha, ha, ha thinking that there's no way that they would say yes to Bill Walton. But apparently that's not how it all worked. So if you enjoyed the broadcast on Friday and you're sitting there going, well, how did this thing come together? Take a listen to what Jason Benetti had to say to me on Friday about making this whole thing work, including the rest of the weekend too, where, where they had Michael Schur in, uh, AKA Ken Tremendous. It's, it's good stuff. Here's Jason explaining exactly what it was that brought Bill Walton to the White Sox booth. 
how it happened was a lot of Sox people watched Maui when Bill and I worked together, and they thought we had fun, and we did. And, well, I speak for myself, I did. Uh, it seems like Bill did because he's coming back for more. So uh, what ended up happening was our video guy, our video coordinator for the Sox, Brian Johnson, who's in the replay room uh, working with the, the TV and the video, and he edits the video for the coaches, he's the guy who said to me first, at the beginning of the year, how cool would it be if we could get Bill Walton to do a game? And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be funny. And then we moved on from there. And then it just so happened the second series of the year, ESPN did the Cleveland game, game one, I think. And we were in the hotel restaurant, and all of us kind of got together. The producer for ESPN, Tim Sullivan, happens to be the producer for us for Maui as well. So then a couple Sox people and I and Sully started talking, and we uh, – we were like, hey, you know, maybe plant a seed with Bill just to see if he would ever do it, not not for knowing that Steve was taking those games off because we had no idea. Then Steve ended up taking off the two in Washington the first half of the year. So in order to get to his six, he needed to take a four-game series off. So he ends up taking off the four games from Anaheim, and uh, Brooks Boyer was like, hey, if we're going to think about maybe Walton, why don't we just get a couple celebrities as well? And maybe you do one solo, like who knows what happens. But uh, it ended up being just me emailing Bill and he said, sure. And I was like, oh, okay. Like this is actually happening. So it actually came from a number of different angles within the Sox. And Bob Grimm, you mentioned Bob Grimm. He has been awesome working with Bill, getting him up to speed. Bill's grandson is actually having his birthday party at Angel Stadium tonight. So he's got a suite. He's got a ton of family there. And uh, it ended up working out perfectly. What's it like to work with Bill Walton? So um, I was just thinking about this a little while ago, talking to somebody else. It strikes me, the best way I can describe it is, it's like hanging out with an encyclopedia which isn't in alphabetical order and isn't in English all the time. <laughs> and is out of and out of sorts, like from page to page, too. Right. Like you flip a page and there's just a picture of a pizza. <laughs> and then you flip a page and it's Waterloo. And 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 it's the Ava song Waterloo too, not just actually Waterloo. Right. right. No, 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 no. And then and then the winner takes it all comes out of the book. Like I don't. Who knows? It's so fun to watch you guys interact, and I I feel like I'm in on the bit. Like as a viewer, like I feel like I'm in on it. And I know that from my experience of watching last Saturday with Ozzy and Frank, I had to kind of explain to them, Bill. And I told them, I said, look, I was at the Final Four a few years ago. I interviewed Bill Walton. The interview was 20 minutes. I asked two questions. One of the questions was, how are you? (laughs) So I walked by Ozzy in the hallway at the ballpark the other day. And I said, hey, what do you think of Bill Walton? He goes, oh, that, that got crazy. And I was like, you said he's crazy? That means he's really crazy. But the thing is, Ozzy then said... But I'm going to watch. And it's not one of those like, oh, I hate him as a person, so I'm going to watch. People may, people may dislike the banter sometimes. There's a group of people who absolutely won't get it and won't like it. And like I profusely apologize to them for one night of their lives that I've absolutely ruined and we've all absolutely ruined. And my goodness, how could we ever do that? 
but it's also 162 games, and there's something different that happens at every baseball game on the field. And this is the something different of a vantage point that you're going to get from Bill. And I think it's great to have new eyes on a team. By the way, he is a championship-caliber college basketball player twice over. And he's one of the great NBA players and would have been one of the top ten probably had he not had the foot problem. And so I, the thing that I can tell you is our coaching staff with the Sox is excited to have him in the clubhouse. Like there's a chance Bill might talk to the team in some formal setting today because he's such a leader. He's such a smart man. And he real, all of this that he says and all of this that he does and how he acts is just him – taking as much joy out of the world as he can. I think it's great. Jason Benetti, White Sox play-by-play man, joins me here on The Score as we talk about his weekend where he gets to kind of play around with the art a little bit, and Bill Walton will be on deck for tonight's game. I think that of all the sports that you do play-by-play for, this one lends itself to something like this because there is a lot of time in between action on the field and I've always felt if you were doing a radio broadcast, I would I would be a little bit more. I have more trepidation about this because of the importance of you having to describe everything for the person who can't see it. But considering that the pictures are going to be there to have a legendary storyteller in the booth with you, I think could be a lot of fun and be a different way to consume baseball. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly it. I mean, the pictures are there. Now, uh, in big moments in a game, if you watch him do a big game in big moments, he is absolutely in it. He loves watching sports. So if we have a close game tonight, I think he's going to be as amped as everybody at home because he likes big-time sports feats. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 